Here we go, y'all. I know it's been a while. It feels like we've been away forever, but we're back. We're back. We're back, we're back again. <laughs> we keep saying it. Well, what, well, I mean, what have you been doing? Have you been um, just hanging I, out, yeah, dicking I've around, doing nothing? I've been kind of dicking around with a film crew. <laughs> what have you been doing? Yeah, same. Same thing, Usually yeah. standing five feet away. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, we've um, been... We've been making a movie, y'all. For real, y'all. For, but for real. Uh, like, someone came on set the other day and was like, oh, this is like a for real movie. Yeah, it we're is. We're like, yeah, what did you think? We're fuckers. What did you um, think? We're, we're killing people. Stupid short film. No, that's not That's, that's not true. Short, short films, films are, are great. awesome. They're fantastic. We got lucky. And, and are able to make a long one. And are able to make a, a, a feature <laughs> film. So, hey... I have a story for you. Oh, this is Terror and Tacos, y'all. Yeah. I'm Christy. I'm Michael. Yeah. And uh, I have a story for you. All right. So I have a friend who shall remain nameless uh-huh. because this is a true story. And when I say I have a friend, I really mean a friend. Like, I, I'm not talking about myself. I have a friend who uh, was in a good relationship for a while, and then that relationship went sour. Uh-huh. And before it went sour... They had planned a trip to Europe together. Oh, no. And uh, then they decided they were going to break up. Uh-huh. They didn't know they wanted to be together. They needed time apart. And he said to me, but we're still going to take the trip to Europe no. together. And I said, this is a bad idea. Yes. Please don't do it. And he was like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We've known each other. We, you know, we, we still want to take this trip together. Uh, and I was like, so is this trip, like, in order to get back together? And he's like, no, 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 we're not together anymore. Like, we, we don't want to be together anymore. But we're, we're just going to go to Europe. And I was like, wow. So, of course, they they go to Amsterdam. That's one of the places where sure. they're, they're at. And uh, they go to uh, one of the, you know, I, there's a big literary guy who has a museum there. I can't remember. Um, and um, they get into a fight. Yeah. In Amsterdam. Sounds about right. Yeah. And uh, she very publicly slaps him in the face, <laughs> screams at him. In like, front of a bunch of a, Dutch a, people. A, a bunch of Dutch people, very American fight. And she basically abandons him, taking everything. In Europe. So, yeah, in Europe. So he was stuck in Europe oh, by God. himself. Um, so the lesson is uh-huh. that if you're, gonna, if you're in a bad relationship and you know you're in a bad relationship... Yep. Even if you haven't told the other person that it's a bad relationship, you don't. You shouldn't take a vacation. With no, them. no. Just, just break up, Christy. Just break up, Michael. <laughs> just break up and save yourself the trouble. So, what movie did we go so see? So we saw Midsummer, Midsummer, yeah. Midsummer. We did. Um, I woke up this morning and I said, you know, I have a day off. I'm yeah. I go see Midsummer. And I texted Michael and I said, I'm going to be there at 1030. And I had just be rolled out of bed. <laughs> and I made it. And he made it. Uh, and and we, we had the theater all to all ourselves. All to ourselves. Finally. Fucking finally. And we are, if we sound different, we're recording in a different room today. Yeah. Because our normal room is, is being used for the movie. As for the movie. So, um, yeah. It may sound a little tinny. But we're doing it. Because we, yeah. we wanted to and Cindy apparently misses us. Yeah. So. So someone misses us. So we wanted to record this episode. Um, yeah. So Midsummer is directed by the now legendary Ari Aster, right? Ari Aster, who uh, did Hereditary. Who did Hereditary, which we have very publicly um, made clear Denounced. that we fucking hated. Yes. Uh, despite what mo- like what a lot of people thought. Yeah. So I admit I came into Midsummer, Midsummer, uh, trepidatious. Mm-hmm. I was trying to keep uh, an, open, an mind, open mind and an open heart. But hearing all of the already like people giving it hand jobs, like hereditary, uh-huh. I was a little leery. 
But I will say, I really fucking liked it. I super fucking liked this movie. Yeah. And my kids, who had already seen it, um, had got, had already, I mean, they, they saw it and they both texted me separately and said, Mom, I think you're going to like this movie. Uh-huh. And I kept avoiding responding to them because I was like, you guys know I fucking hate when people say that to right. me. Because it just means I'm not going to like it. Right. But then they both tag teamed. Like, they both teamed up and started sending me texts together. And they were like, we need to know what you think of it. Okay. So, because they really liked it. And Dante said, I think this is the movie that Ari Aster tried to make with Hereditary. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I, uh, I think it's a little long. I think I, you agree. Yeah, that that's honestly, like, my... My only complaint is I thought I thought it was too long. I, I, I don't want to say crazy too long, but but a good what is twenty crazy thirty. Yeah, too long. I, I mean, mean, the movie was at ten thirty, and, and we, we got, got out at like one fifteen. Um, so, and I don't know how much of that was previews or what. There weren't a ton. It was just it like a normal a amount of previews. Yeah. Hey, would you? Eat? I ate chicken fingers. We're not going to lie. No. No. We were at Alamo. It was Alamo Draft House. We I wanted chicken, chicken fingers. fingers. Yeah. And the great thing was that because we had the movie theater to ourselves, yeah. we talked and nobody reported Yeah. Us. And we didn't get kicked out or bring on the out. apocalypse like yeah. Neil Gaiman suggested. It was nice uh, <laughs> to be able to yell at the screen. <laughs> yeah. And laugh. This So laughing yeah. at this movie, I really enjoyed the sense of humor. I did too. Yeah. I thought it was legitimately funny. I saw someone describe it, a friend of mine who really liked it, um, who I guess posted on Facebook or something that said they thought they thought of it more of a, of a dark comedy than even a horror movie. Yeah. Um, and I think there are elements of both. But yeah, it's, I, it's legitimately funny. And the group of actors they got, uh, I was going to say kids, but you know, the young people. The young people. Um, which is Florence Pugh is the lead, and She's then great. a guy named Jack Rayner plays her her boyfriend William Jackson Harper, who's on The Good Place, uh-huh. and is a good Dallas boy, yeah. is in it. A guy named Will Poulter, who was on Bandersnatch, who was in Bandersnatch. A lot of Brits, actually. Yeah, a lot of Brits, but Americans. They're really funny. They are so um, good. And I think Florence Pugh might be like my fa- my new favorite she, actress. She she was. Fantastic in this. I haven't seen Lady Macbeth. So good. Uh, she's the lead in that. She's the lead in Lady Macbeth. Uh, I've heard she's really good. She was great in Malevolent. She was great in Malevolent. I um, like everything. I mean, everything I've seen her. She's in, an I English really actor like. who. None of them like their American is perfect. Was perfect. It's perfect. Um, I like it when to the point like I was surprised other, yeah. that I really of, like it when people of other nationalities play Americans. Yeah. I do too. I think they they get us. They're good at making fun of us. Yeah, they are really good at making fun of us. I I just you know so for those of you who don't know, Midsummer is kind of like in the tradition of the Wicker Man and uh, the Devil Rides Out, and uh, some might even say the Lair of the White Worm. Yeah. So the thing that you did that you missed. I missed because I woke up. Because you woke late. up late. Well, you didn't wake up late. You didn't know that <laughs> I, I was going we to the movie. movies. I was already there. Um, they had a really interesting documentary before the feature, like they usually do. And it's an article in Fangoria that I'm now going to have to go look up because I was trying to text you and read the screen at the same time. And it talks about a subgenre of horror that, unbeknownst to me, um, is, I think, one of my favorites. And I didn't know it had a name. Yeah. And it, it, they call it uh, 
a folk horror. Yeah, I had never heard that term. Yeah. But it makes perfect it sense. It makes perfect sense. And folk horror is the Wicker Man, Lair of the White Worm, The Devil Rides Out, anything that has kind of pagan, folky, supernatural... Do you think the witch falls in? Oh, yeah. They, they absolutely cite the witch. Like, okay. there's a whole list that now I'm going to have to go watch all right. of them. But they talk about the witch. And it's anything that... It, it very rarely includes violence in a modern sense, sense. right? Okay. It's very... It's more about... It's more about mood and atmosphere and, than it is about plot, Okay, quite frankly. It's about creating a sense of dread. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it mostly deals with people like fish out of water type situations, desperately trying to acclimate to, to where they are, not knowing if like dealing with a personal thing, like always. Yeah. And, and that th- their surroundings are usually very tied to nature. Okay. And, uh, overwhelming. Yeah. So this fits perfectly into yeah. that. So and this is definitely folk horror. And it def- and it should be said, um, cause it's, it's easy to get, I don't want to say misled, but to maybe think you're, you're stepping into a different movie. I mean, all I heard about this and I made it a point not to read about it and yeah, not to read interviews with Ari Aster since I, you know, I feel bad. I've seen him interviewed once and he. I thought he came off like an uh, arrogant he prick, did, though. He and did. so I've held it against him. He might have just been having a bad day, or a good day. <laughs> or a I mean, good day. I don't yeah. know. He had a hit movie. But the one thing that kept getting sort of posted and published about this was Jordan Peele thinks Midsummer is the greatest horror movie ever, or whatever. Some right. some form of that. Oh, and I was like, okay, so now we just have these like two new horror directors just sort of right. having a circle jerk. Um, but I'm always skeptical when people mi- say the greatest yeah. horror movie ever. And and again, I really like this movie, but don't I, you're not going to be scared. I mean, you might you might be on edge or feel tense, but there don't right. expect like quote unquote scares. Right. It's you it's know, not about it's, that at it's all. It's not about that. It it is it is about a prevailing feeling of dread. From the moment, yeah. from the minute the story opens, yeah. you know something's, something's wrong. wrong. It's not going to end well. No, it's not going to end well for all of them. <laughs> for everybody, I, I, I think for yeah, one of them it ends okay. One of them it ends pretty great. Um, it starts with spoilers, y'all. So uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, have spoilers. It starts Florence Pugh. Uh, her she is she has a sister who is bipolar, right? She's very worried about her sister because she hasn't been responding. She sent a weird email and now it's kind of disappeared. Right. And her email says something like, everything is black. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad are coming too. Goodbye. Yeah. So the movie opens, and it's pretty brilliant. The movie opens with um, her making a phone call to her parents late at night. And she's like, hey, uh, such and such, I, I can't get a hold of... I can't remember the whatever sister's, sister's name. name is. Um, but you know, she sent me a weird email, and this is intercut with a scene of the parents in bed. They're already asleep because uh-huh. it's late at night. But you know, yeah, you, you know, know they're dead. You man. know they're dead. You know something's wrong. Um, and then we get introduced to Florence Pugh's character. Her name is Danny. Yeah. Um, we get introduced to Danny's boyfriend, boyfriend Christian. Right. And they're having problems. 
Yeah. It's just like a young relationship to people who should not be be together. together. And he even, when we see him with his friends, like he's clearly wanted to break up with her for a year. And doesn't know. It's a situation where, you know, one of them is going through a bad thing. And so the other one feels like a dick for breaking up with him and kind of abandoning them in their moment of need. But here's the truth, y'all. Like if, if, if you just don't want to be with a person, you're not doing them any good by being with them just because you feel like they're going through a bad time. Sympathy is not a reason. Hashtag just break up. Hashtag just break up because otherwise you're going to end up in some foreign country taking part in a ritual that you have no no idea what the fuck you were taking part in. So it even comes out like, I mean, so she finds out that in, in a horrific way, her sister killed her parents and herself. Right. With carbon monoxide. Right. And I will say this. And it was, that was a terrifying image. image. And this goes, there's another image when, and we'll get to it, mm-hmm. it at, in the, the ritual right. when we get to Sweden. Having seen now Hereditary and having seen this, he uh, seems to revel in horrific images. And I don't even mean in a, a necessarily built-up horror movie sense. No. Like, he picks something or sees something that he knows is horrible, to, like, horrendous to look at. Right. And then makes you look at it's it. It's not scary. It's not scary. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It's the decapitated little girl in Hereditary. In Hereditary. And, and it's... In this, it's it's one of the rituals that... Yeah. That happens. And I would, I even... And it's like, carnage is involved. Yes. And even the way the girl, the sister, kills herself. Oh, it's horrific. Absolutely. And doesn't necessarily... I don't know. I don't want to say it's unnecessary. I mean, it works. And it's clearly like, she's not just dealing with death in the family. She's dealing with this horrible, sort of inexplicable thing. Illness, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't... But it's not like, he just like, shoot, like, we're going to see her with the fucking tube in her mouth. Like, you know, it's not just hinted at. Right. He shows you that shit. Right. And you're against that. I'm not necessarily against it. It's, I don't consider it scary. Right. I think it's something different. Right. And I think part of the problem with hereditary is people were like, oh my god, that scene with the little girl is terrifying. Like, no, it's not. It's not. It's horrible. It's horrible. Right. And those things are different. Um, I thought the ritual right. worked on a really fucking visceral way. Right. In a way that the, the beheading, beheading did not. Right. Um, I agree with you. Because it seemed it seemed born out of the plot. So why like why do you think we uh, because I I totally agree that those images are not scary. They're just kind of like fuck me. Yeah. Like why am I looking at this? I'm not against them. No, me neither. So look, why do you think he substitutes that for say a jump, jump scare? scare? I don't know. I mean, I think I guess that's something he finds horrifying or feels like we should be Looking at? Looking at, we should be forced to confront these things. Um, And like I said, I think the ritual comes very much out of the plot and the story and the atmosphere of everything. Whereas I thought the beheading of the little girl... Was... And it's a little girl. Like, I didn't need to... I don't know. It just seemed... It seemed like... It seemed way more forced in Hereditary than in this. Well, I said before that there there was... I feel like there was an easier, better way 
to put those two in a situation where she had to die. Yeah. Then to go to the fucking party. The fucking God party. damn that party. God damn that party <laughs> chopping walnuts. <laughs> I'll never get over no, it. No, nor should I'll you. Never get nor over should it. you. Never. Um, so anyway, she's dealing with this horrible thing. Uh-huh. He wants to break up with her. It's just not a good relationship. Like it's you said. Not. It, it's not even necessarily, at least at the beginning, that either is a bad no, person. No, no. They're just taking different paths. Yeah. And she is I like I don't even want to say that she's needy. She's not. She's going, going through, through a, a horrible thing. She's going thing. through a horrible thing. And he chooses he chooses to stay with her for what may seem like he has good intentions. Right. But good intentions don't yeah. They're they're they're, they're not always the best thing. And his friends are like Dude, you've got to break up with her. Yeah. Just... He's supposed to be working on his PhD. Right, and he's not. And clearly this has distracted him. Right. He hasn't picked his right. thesis. The the thing that the, the thing that does bother me, it, it I know why she's that way and it but it bothers me as a person. Like it bothers me Christy as as a person, not as Christy watching a movie and and trying to, you know, judge it or critique it or whatever. Like she does have that personality that's like that scene where she's talking to her friend on the phone uh-huh. about Christian. And she's like, what if I'm too needy? Like, what if what I if ask I'm- too much? What if I lean? And the friend on the other, you can't hear the other person's side of the conversation. But the other person is clearly going, this is not your fault. Yeah. He should be there for you. If he's not, he's, he's not, not the right he's guy. He's not the right guy. You should break up with him. You know, like, <laughs> right. And she's like, no, but what if I am, what if it is my fault? And like that type of person. Yeah. Who, who wants to suffer. It seems to me like there is a sense of like, she's always like, no, it's not his fault. Right. No, it's my fault. She, like the whole She lets movie, him off the hook a lot. She lets him off the hook I a lot. I think part of that. That it, fucking bothers me. Part of that might be. I don't know. She's very young. Yeah. Um, and maybe this seems at least what I, it seems like her first big relationship. Big relationship. Right. That, that's the sense that I got. Right. For not, both of them. For, yeah. Not that that makes it okay or whatever, but like that idea that you think this is the person you're supposed to be with forever. Right. And so you're coming up with a million different reasons why right. you should stay together. Right. Right. Um, I and mean, like she's clearly, yeah, it happened. It I mean, happened. you and I, it yeah. It happened to both of us. Yeah. We both, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, and maybe that's why, maybe it hits close to home. Sure. And, um, and I think she is, I know in real life, I think Florence Pugh's around 20, is like 23. I think she's supposed to be like just have started, like right. just out of school, right? Right. So then what happens is that their, his, his group of friends, his three friends, Josh, Mark, and Pele, who, who is, is Swedish, Swedish. um, they plan a trip to Sweden. Yeah. They're going to visit Pele's village. Yeah, because they are all in grad school for anthropology. Right. And Pele grew up in a very small, like a commune. Uh-huh. And in there's, northern Sweden. And he's like, there's a festival. It's a once-in-a-lifetime chance. It happens, like, what, every 90, every 90, 90 years. years. And mm-hmm. it's happening... And so for these an- these budding anthropologists, of course, They're this like, is the thing. I'm gonna fucking go. And, and he doesn't tell. He doesn't tell her that dude, he was gonna go. Dude. He, he doesn't say they go to a party together, and he doesn't want her to go to the party, but she comes anyway. And this is where she finds out. Oh, we're going to Sweden. We're just talking about it. It's like in two weeks. Right. It's gonna happen. I just decided. Right. Right. And sure. And then they have this argument that where she apologizes and there's no need for her to anyway yeah she ends up going to sweden with them 
and the friends are not happy. But Pele is kind of happy. Yeah, Pele the, the is Pele is, is very seems very happy. Yeah, he's like seems, I think he seems very okay. I think you you'll you'll get a lot out of this. Clearly, he's got a little thing for. Her. And clearly, at this point, you know. You know some Pele's shit's going gotta, down, man. He's Pele's got a plan. He's got a plan. He's got ulterior motives, you know, y'all. She's lost everybody. Yeah. She is now an orphan. An orphan in the world. world and has no one that's going to ask about her. And has a boyfriend who can't remember her fucking birthday. Right. So he's you know? like, this is it. He can't remember her birthday. He can't remember how long they've been together. Right. He asked her. He even, oh my God, he does that thing where he tells the guys, he's like, I asked her, she's not going to go. But I asked her and just pretend like you already knew all this. Right. And it's like. And the friends are like, what? Yeah. Pussy you are. Yeah. Essentially. Like, He's a pussy. Break up with her, dude. Break yeah. up with her. Yeah. Be, uh, be, be a man. Be, be a man. And break up with her. But he doesn't. And he's wrong about it because she says, fine, I will go. Right. Uh, she, and she goes. And they go to Sweden. And. To a tiny little. Town. Town. Hanglingard or something nice like that. Nice work. I like missed that. that. Yeah. Um. And, uh, yeah, so the, the first thing they do is they, they, they get there, and it's an open field. Uh-huh. You see a bunch of young people in this open field. Yeah. And they're like, is this it? And he's like, oh, no, this is just the first stop. Right. And they get out of their tiny Swedish car. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, hey, Pele, good to see you again. Yeah. And uh, you learn that all of these young people are coming back for this ritual. Yeah. And that... There's there's a period in their life. This this community, they mirror the seasons. Right. So from a certain age to a certain age, you're considered a kid. It's split into it's split yeah. into chunks of eighteen. And it's like summer, spring, spring fall, fall winter. winter. And so these kids, the, the Pele, the, the people who are his age, are in spring. Yeah, between 18 and 36. Right. And they get to go out into the world. It's kind of like what the Amish... Rumspringa, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, the Rumspringa, yeah. Yeah, and so they come back. They're coming back for this ritual. And before they actually go into the village, they sit in this field and do mushrooms. Yeah. And they've brought... He's brought the Americans, right? And his His, his friend, friend has brought some his Brits. His brother... Uh, brought some Brits. That's another thing. He refers to everyone as his brother, brother or, or sister. sister. Yeah. Um, and so they've brought people in yeah. from, from, this, the, from this the outside. Festival. And to me, like, that is, again, I mean, n- he, Ari Aster is not hiding the, like, there's no, nothing no, no, hidden. No, 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 Like, there's nothing for, there's nothing that you're going to be, like, the, 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 the fear or whatever comes from the dread that you, you know, know what's going to happen. happen. Yeah. You know something's Something. going yeah. to happen. So there's no... There, don't expect like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. Right. You see everything coming uh-huh. and from jump. And, and the dread is you have to live through it for two hours and 30 minutes like that. Yeah. And it's not, an, but it's not, an, it's not an unpleasant dread. No. And, and in the meantime, it's, it is funny. The it guys, funny are funny well yeah. with each other. Right. Um, it's, and I, you know, the one thing we did say about Hereditary, we never took this away from it. This, like Hereditary, is fucking beautifully shot. Oh my God. It's so gorgeous. And it is interesting, and I know I mentioned this when we had talked about trying to go see this earlier, having just visited a place where the sun doesn't go down, uh, really, it's such an odd, you watch an entire horror movie and it's, it's sunlight the entire time. That's right. And that, it's, it's weird. It's unnerving. It's unnerving. It really um, is. 
And and even being in that situation, I really liked it. I don't want to say it was unnerving, but it's fucking weird. It's yeah. weird to be outside when it's sunny and to ask someone what time it is, and they're like, oh, it's 10 o'clock at night. It, it's a very strange... And there is a little scene... Uh, yeah, and the kid, when he's streaming, he's like, oh, that's not... I don't like this. I don't like this. Uh, this is wrong. not right. There's something like, about yeah. this that's wrong. And it is odd. It's yeah. very odd. Yeah. It's... Um, yeah, it's beautiful to look at. So, oh, there goes a the squirrel. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so she takes the mushrooms, too. She, I mean, and she starts tripping. Yeah. And she is not enjoying... No, she's having a bad trip. She's having a bad trip because she is going through something. She has not resolved herself. No. Like, who could? Right. I don't think you could ever resolve yourself to losing your family in one swipe. No, especially, you know? especially and in, in such a such horrific a manner. Way. So, and yeah. I do think, I mean, we jump around a lot. I think one of the, I thought, most effective things that he did in this movie was to sort of tackle how Amer- Americans deal with death and grief versus how other cultures, cultures do. And that, not to say she should be over what happened. No, there's no way. No. I, but that she has not in, she hasn't even really allowed herself to... Time to grieve. To, to grieve. Everything about her is like, no, it's fine. It, no, I'm fine. It, yeah, I'm fine. If, if Even if she starts to, she apologizes for right. it. You know, it's this idea that Grief should be private. Or that it's embarrassing. Is that it's embarrassing. Yeah, if, you, if it's public, it's embarrassing. Right. Um, and and this kind of, this culture feels very differently. Very differently. About it. And it's, it is a very extreme example. Sure, sure. Of like how to handle death. But there is that beautiful scene. Like there's that one scene where... Pele says to her, do you feel held by him? Right. Like, do you when feel... When she's talking, he's she, talking about Christian. Yeah, he's talking about Christian and he says, you know, because he's holding her hand and it's clear by this time that he's got a thing for her. And uh, yeah. she's like, oh no, Christian might walk in. And he's like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, do you feel like he supports you? Do you feel yeah. held by her? And then there's a scene later on in the movie where she is experiencing grief. I uh-huh. mean, she's... And, and there's the community... It's almost like a school of fish. The, the yeah. girls that follow her around, they experience everything, everything together because that scene of her is paralleled with another scene. Yes. But she is feeling grief over this thing that happens and the women that are trying to help her begin to breathe like her. They begin to make the same sounds wail as like her. her yeah. They wail like her and there's a definite... There's a definite feeling of community. Yeah. No matter how fucked up it is, there's a definite feeling of like we are in this with you. Yeah, and in we that feel she, what you feel. She finally feel, like has a relief, like she has release, family. and like yeah. catharsis and all that. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I also thought one of the things that was interesting was he did a really good job of exploring the different ways in which Christian is a dick. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like... It's true. He's a shitty boyfriend. Right. Right? I mean, that's fair to yeah, say, I right? Yeah, I think he's a shitty boyfriend. I mean, the, the the brave, compassionate thing to do... And I get it. I get it. You don't want to break up a per- with a person when they're down. But, like, the best thing to do is go... Hey, this is not working. Right. I'll be your friend. Sure. And I'll help right. you through it. And just the fact that, like, he hadn't even mentioned the Sweden yeah. thing. Like, he hadn't even told Like, her. hey, hey, I'm going to fucking Sweden right. for two months and or a month and a half. And also or... the fact that she had been <clears throat> telling him about his sister who was, her sister who was bipolar. 
And he's like, oh, she always does this. She's just trying to get attention. Right. And she's like, no. She's, this seems she's, different. This seems different and she's ill. Yeah. And he's like, nah, it's not different. Like, he just kind of, like, dismisses everything. It's the way he treats her and then the way he treats his friends. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's essentially, like, intellectually a fraud mm-hmm. um, and a thief, which in, like, grad school and academia is, like, the, the worst, the worst thing, thing you, you can, can be. Do. His friend... A Josh who was like going to yeah, Sweden. Yeah, William Jackson Harper. Yeah, was going to Sweden for this. Yeah. This was his thesis. He's writing his thesis on everybody knew. On midsummer rituals right. throughout cultures. Right. So this the, he's the reason they're going. He's the reason everybody knows yeah. this. And then they get there and suddenly Christian decides I'm gonna write my, my thesis, thesis on, on this, this too. too. Yeah. And he's like, Man, that's a dick move. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah, and it is a Dick uh, move. It's a dick move, man. Um, it's you know borderline being a plagiarist, right. which again, he's, he's just a coward. He's just, yeah, he's a coward and a thief, and he's lazy, and he's lazy, and, and he fucking pays for it. <laughs> and he pays for it in the best way. Yeah, in the best way. And while he's there, there's a a, a redhead. Indeed, there always <laughs> is, Christy. There's a redhead that takes a liking to him. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is an interesting thing too cuz this is a very insular cult, uh, community. Right. And so in an anthropological way when William Jackson Harper's what is his name Mark what is uh, Josh. 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 Yeah, Josh. Josh. When he's sort of doing research, he starts to ask like is, you know, incest a problem is inbreeding a problem? Because it's so small. Yeah. And the guy says, well, you know, sometimes we have to bring in... New blood. New blood. And clearly this redhead has... Right. And when you... Targeted like, Christian as right. new blood. And if you don't know better, if you don't know better, when you clock that, you think, oh, oh. it's just like a spring ritual and people are going to yeah. fall in love. How sweet. No. She nah, has, man. She has a plan. She has a plan. She's got to get a baby. She's got to get a baby. <laughs> it's got to happen. And it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that's been chosen to do this. Yeah. She's of age and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he was brought. They, and they practice incest very specifically. <laughs> yes. Yes. They practice incest very specifically in this community for a specific, specific end. End, yeah. Um, so, which, nope. you know... I, that was one thing about the movie that I didn't necessarily not like, but I would have liked to have seen I, more. I thought it was undeveloped. Yeah. Yeah. But there if was it, already a lot of No, movie. that's what I'm saying. So it's almost like if it was going to be in there, have it in there. If not, just, get rid, just get rid of it and get us 20 minutes back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was interesting, though. It was an interesting yeah. point, and I, I would have liked to have seen more of of that. Of that. But I, I get why it was in there, and I... I all that stuff. It was. I think it was just like glossed over. Yeah, but I it agree. didn't ruin it. No, for no. Me. Um, and it's funny because they were talking about that. I might have brought this up last time or when I got back from Iceland. But Iceland, while much larger than this little community, is an island country. It's very small. There's only like three hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. So they literally have a dating app that if you meet someone in a bar, you can check. You can track how distant you are. Chances are you're fucking related. Right. But you can track how distantly you're related so you're not, like, sleeping with your first cousin. Oh, my God. 
Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's just like... It happens. You know? But you also, get... it's a beautiful country. Yeah. And it's clean, and you can drink water. And you can drink water from it. So, hey. So it's worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, but maybe they bring in new blood, too. I don't maybe know. Maybe they do. So, yeah. So, all these things begin to happen. We start to learn little things about the community, and they each begin to meet their demise. Yeah. And some of it, some of it seems like it seems preordained in a way. However, each of them does something that warrants retribution. It's true. You know, you have one of them goes against something he's just been told. He's been told. Like, so they, they have this book and it's a holy book that is, they consider it like a living thing, right? Yeah, they, they, it's, it's always like, evolving. It's always evolving. Know? And he says, hey, can I take pictures? This he, is Yosh. Yeah, and <laughs> can I take photos? And they're like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. not. And they're not dicks about it. They're no. just like, no, you can't. You can't. This is our holy book and you can't do that. Which seems and totally fair. Seems totally fair. They've welcomed them into their community. Yeah. And what does he do? He, he sneaks out. He sneaks out in the middle of the night, goes into their temple... And takes photos. Takes photos, and gets sorry, Josh. Sorry, jo- yeah. Sorry, Josh. Josh, you ain't gonna make it. And then you the other one, it. Mark, right, pisses on like the ancestral tree, tree. literally. Right. <laughs> literally pisses on the ancestral tree and doesn't even apologize for it. No, he's just kind of like, I just had to pee. I didn't know. I just had to pee, man. I yeah. didn't know it was a holy tree. And they're like, well, yeah, you gonna you, pay for that? You gonna pay for that? Um, and yeah. And then there's the other couple. Uh, Connie and Simon. Yes. Uh, who I think they were just brought over expressly for this. Yeah, movie. I think so too. That's yeah, right. Yeah, because because that the other dude, uh, I, uh, Ingmar. Ingmar. Ingmar actually does bring them over as an offering. Offering because then he's offering because he himself. He wants to offer himself. Yeah. Bold move. Bold move. Um, Ingmar. And they get them before they can leave. Right. Because they're sort of freaked. Yeah. They, rightfully so. They are freaked out by the very first ritual that yeah. they witness. Which is. It was gorgeous. You know, the Vikings actually did that. Yeah, man. I can't remember what it's called. And I learned this watching that awesome show on Netflix called Norsemen. Which, which they, I still need to watch. They make a huge joke about it where it's like once you reach... Yeah, because they divide their lifespan into 18, right? And so once you reach like once 72... You reach 72, it's time to die. Yeah. And like Pele even makes a joke about it and they're all like, ha, ha, ha. And you're like, no, oh, they're, no ser- they're, they're serious. They're serious Yeah, no, that's, that's how it goes. So, yeah, the, the <laughs> Vikings at one at some point in their life in order to not be a burden to the community, just they're like, I'm just going to go out into the forest and kill myself. Kill myself. Oof. Yeah. Um, and this was that ritual is the one where it's just like yeah oh, I, I, turned to me, look, I turned to look at you and you were like oh my god god damn it um, yeah and I laughed out loud and I, I don't want to I you know I didn't want to seem like an ass I, mean, I think that's no the there, only response I was like holy I, shit I really do think that's the only response I you can have yeah because <clears throat> either you're gonna walk out of the theater because uh, you can't handle it <laughs> or you're gonna laugh which right. I actually think is part of what he's going I know. it's so I mean, it's like over it's the so top over the top and then they they you know they pan the crap like you 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 know what's going to happen but you don't know what's going to happen and they 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 he does a beautiful pan of the people who are there to witness the ritual and there's one guy holding a giant hammer and, and you know like, you know i mean you literally you turn to me and you're like 
Well, you know what that hammer's for. <laughs> but that's, like, you know oh, what God. that hammer's for? Like this, there's, there's a reason the guy's holding a giant hammer, and then you find out. Yeah. Because sometimes the ritual doesn't work. It doesn't work all the time. It needs the and hammer. And you need a giant you hammer. You need a giant fucking hammer. Oh, good God. Um. Oh, good God. And he, like, he gives you hints throughout. He uses <laughs> these, I don't know, would you call them murals? Yeah. So he sort of uses these murals throughout that tell much, that yeah, tell you what's going to come. Much like you would see, like in a church in yes. a chapel or something. And so you get these glimpses of what's going to come. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can put two and two together, uh, and so you kind of know Christian's demise. Right. Maybe not exactly how it's going to happen, but but you but know, you know, you know how. Yeah. He does do one where it's like a. It's not necessarily like a twist, but it's it is kind of like oh the meat pie yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah, they're yeah. making meat pies and for two seconds you think oh that's this is what that happened. dude's in the meat pie that dude's in the meat pie and it turns out not to be but it's still yeah it's, it's a good still move great. It's and then you move. find out the meat pie is being used for something else for something for else. a different ritual for a different ritual um, <laughs> hashtag pubes <laughs> uh, so oh my god. And throughout all this, with all this shit going on, the the journey is... I mean, Danny is the protagonist. Mm -hmm. It is, to me, at the end, a journey of her sort of accepting, experiencing grief in a real way to have some form of catharsis. Yeah. While at the same time realizing this motherfucker is not not the one. (laughs) Is not the one. Exactly. I mean, I I feel like... So it does. It reminds me of. It reminds me of the Wicker Man, Absolutely. which he clearly oh, is not paying off. Yeah, he's it. not. I, I think it's one of his favorite movies. Yeah, I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with in the in the way that uh, Sergeant Howie in the Wicker Man comes to the island and has no idea what's happening, and everything that happens to him has been preordained. Uh-huh. He thinks that everything is happening spontaneously, and every single thing that has happened... Has been set up to happen. Been set up perfectly to happen. They yeah. know who they've brought to the island Yeah, in that way. And it also reminds me of the witch in that, by the end of her journey... She does experience a kind of catharsis. Yeah. She experiences a kind of whereas whereas Sergeant Howie is like, oh fuck, you you were the sacrifice and right. you never knew it. For her, it's like you were the May Queen. Yeah. We, we yes. Yeah, we brought you here for this. For this, the, you've, all, <laughs> you've you've always been, been the May Queen. Queen. Yeah. And I and I think the difference is she doesn't come in. The difference then between her and sorry, and Howie and Howie, she doesn't come in. Prejudging. Prejudging. She doesn't think she can. She's a little freaked out. Yeah. Which is not surprising. Right. I mean, the things they witness. Right. But throughout the whole movie, she even though she, she, some, she is sometimes trepidatious or hesitant, she never judges them for no, what no, they're doing. No, no. Not at all. She, and she, like, when the women are like, would you like to come make pies or whatever? She's, she's like, like, sure. Okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. great. You know, she's just kind of like going with the flow and experiencing the thing that's happening to her and going through the freaking out and coming out the other side. And, and they actually do say at the beginning of the movie, uh, the, the, the priest guy who, the one that she goes, I like what you're wearing. Yeah. Um, he says, um, I'm glad you're here. 
Pele has always had great instincts for people. Uh -huh. So clearly, like, Pele has been out in the world maybe looking for her. Yes. You know, and he has to, this is her. Right. And then he's, like, gets a great honor for yeah, bringing them the May Queen. Yeah, for bringing them the May Queen. Yeah. And, and for multiple sacrifices, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that's, that's Midsummer. I mean, I, I, man, I really liked I it. I really, really, really dug it. I, I mean, it was, I love that kind of thing. I love the kind of movie where the, you know, this is part, also part of why I love stuff like Deliverance, you know, yeah. uh, or, you know, Heart of Darkness or whatever is that, like, arrogant Americans, yeah. in this case, arrogant people, intellectuals, who think they're getting into a situation and they think they know. Uh-huh. And, and nature knows more than you do. Yes. And this, right? this, again, yeah, you have these guys who are, you know, studying anthropology, feel like they understand different cultures and blah, blah, blah. Right. But, like, you're still just a punk-ass American right. kid, essentially. Right. And but, they seem to kind of, like, look... Not look down on her, but she's not an anthropologist. No, they. I think she's, they kind of yeah, do. Yeah, she's a psychology yeah. student, and there is definitely a, a, an attitude about her being a psychology How, yeah. student, which is not considered a true science by a lot right. of people. And they seem to be working on their doctorates, right? Where she she's probably just undergrad. Yeah, undergrad or just started a right. master's degree. And there's like a, there's there are great scenes throughout where when she's tripping. Um, where she seems to be becoming one with nature. Nature, yeah, like which is a, shot beautifully. Yeah. There's a great scene where she's tripping on the mushrooms and she the grass is growing through, through her, her hands. hands. And then later on when she drinks that tea and she her feet are, are straw. straw. And it's and even really, the, yeah. Even when she's wearing the make the crown and the yeah. eye of the flower or whatever, you, I don't know, like flowers. Like her third eye. Is, it's like is, her third yeah. eye is opening. And I was like, all right, uh, man, you're doing some stuff. shit. Yeah, that really seems like of all of them, she is the one that is connected to the, the earth natural and, world. And she just doesn't know it. Yeah. Um, and which I think is also really nice in that she is a psych a studying psychology, so she sort of focused on the brain, right? Uh -huh. The mind and not necessarily sort of the heart, whatever you want to call right. it. And so she gets to this place right. and is able to let some of that and go. The, the men are, the men are as anthropologists are rem somewhat removed from the experience. Yes. They are, they are studying, they're the observing, they're it. observing it. Yeah. Thinking that they know more, or right. thinking that they know what this is, yeah. when in fact they have no yeah, and fucking clue. I mean, they've gone ostensibly to this thing to write about it, right? To for their theses or whatever, not to necessarily just experience it, right? Um, even I thought it was interesting. I didn't think too much about it, but but the idea of 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 him wanting to take photos of the holy book, and I know that's mm -hmm. for his like writing for his thesis or whatever. But, still, but the idea that you can't just experience being in that temple with that book, you, your first thought is like, I gotta get pictures. I, I gotta get pictures. I thought right. that was an interesting thing um, that right. he did. Uh, I don't know if this is fair to say. This seems, and I don't mean I mean this as a positive, not as a negative. He doesn't seem to take himself as fucking seriously as he did in Hereditary. Like, this seems like a, like a movie that flows, that is, uh -huh. like, organic. And Hereditary, to me, always seemed like, I'm making a 
fucking movie. Right. And it is a fucking brilliant right. movie. Yeah. And and I didn't get that sense with this. No, this seemed... The, uh, yeah, I agree. This seemed to just organically... Yeah. Tell itself. So, and, it, and it just was a much... I don't know. I just thought a much more effective experience. I just also thought... I mean, it was so beautiful to yeah. look at. It was so oh, like, And whoever did the costumes deserves some sort of award. So gorgeous. Um, the... The and and this this is a movie in my opinion that the CGI is flawless because like it's the, so minimal, right? Yeah, and, and it it is it is not CGI that is meant to kind of like uh, I don't know shock and awe, right? It, right. It's just kind of like there to subliminally yeah. kind of make you feel some kind of way. And I thought the way he used it because like. Mushrooms are a big part of this movie. Right. Or some, like, mushrooms yeah. or some other herbal thing, thing yeah. that makes you trip. I thought he did a, a good job of creating or recreating the, that experience mm -hmm. without, um, like, hitting you over the head. Right. Like, the dream sequences were also yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, and it was just, like, subtle CGI uh -huh. stuff. Like, when she looks at the tree and it's It's moving. undulating, yeah. yeah. Which is, like... Perfect, right. you know. Yeah, I almost turned to you and said, "Like I have been there." Like, yeah, this definitely. To me. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, there. I've, I, I probably shouldn't even go there, but like there this morning, as I was driving to the theater, I'm not gonna say that I wasn't under the influence. Right. And I was like, the line on this road is <laughs> really long. <laughs> Maybe I should edit that out of this episode. But no, I, it, yeah, yeah, I thought that was a great way to handle this sort of experience of, of drug use. Right. Um, in a natural setting. You right. Know, as opposed to like being at a club or, or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, go see it. Go see it. I, I really I will say really it is, there it. are some horrific images. Yes. That, I don't know, man. Some people might not be. I don't know. Yeah, some people may not be able to handle that, and I think he he uses them to great effect. Yeah, I think and you kind like, of this is where they happen, and this is where and they you happen. know where they're going to happen. Yeah, like you know before it happens, it's going to happen. Yeah, you, you, you see you the know, hammer. You know when you, to cover your. You see eyes. the mountain, like yeah. you know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, it's pretty. It's it's, but it, I I just keep coming back to it's beautifully shot. It is, and uh, yeah, I'm really happy. Uh, I, I don't know. That sounds weird. I'm happy that yeah, I liked it. I'm, I'm happy that I, I liked am. it because like, we were getting this reputation as people who hate, hate everything. everything. We don't hate everything. And we specifically hate, very much hated this dude's yeah. last movie that so, some people so, are like, think it's the most brilliant movie ever I made. I know. So. And so we were, I think we were both kind of like, I'm trying to go in with an open sure, mind. Sure. But it's hard. But it's going to be hard because I know how I feel about th you this know, guy. This other thing and yeah. this guy and what he said about Stanley Kubrick. But like... I really liked it. Yeah, it's great. I, I would definitely highly, highly, highly. And I would it. say it seems like it's been out for a while because I know we've been in like a cave for the uh -huh. last month. If you can see it in the theater, oh, it's better, man! Yeah. Just the way it's shot, yeah. the colors, all that, the yeah, sound. Don't wait. The score is great. Oh, the score is beautiful, and and yeah, the way it's shot. Some of those wides are like oh just yeah, so so gorgeous. So, don't wait. So let me ask you this: I wrote yeah. this question down since for the last. I mean, two and a half weeks, longer than that. But for two and a half weeks, basically all we've done has been on a movie set. Yeah. Sometimes overnight. Right. Um, I mean, just 14 hours a day. Sometimes with a cockroach up Sometimes, uh, dude, you're a goddamn hero um, <laughs> in the woods. 
Did, did you catch yourself watching this movie differently? Oh, yeah. Me too. Absolutely. And I haven't even been directing, but I've, no. I've been around the monitors yeah. and hang out and all that. I, ab- I absolutely it, it's, did. It's, it was almost impossible mm-hmm. not to. Yeah, it's, and I have to tell you, it's, it's really great. And not just this movie, but just a few movies that I've been watching these past few days now that we've had like a few days off. Um, it's all I can think about. Yeah. It's all I can think about. And it's, I, I it's a good thing. And I think, I think it's a good thing. Like it's not a, th- you know, I, it, it did not didn't ruin the ruin experience, anything, for but you. it's like, I've caught myself in the past few days watching some films going like, Oh, I know how they did that. Yeah. I know how they did that. Or, Oh man, or, is he going to rack focus? Yeah. To this guy? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but it was fun. That that was also a, a fun part of it, and it's also been a super fun thing about this past week. Is is always that that I we're I think we're both learning so much. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I think everybody everybody is, and, and we've been lucky enough to work with some some to be working oh with some really God. incredible people. We had like some amazing <sighs> film people. Yeah. That we lucked out that have been so patient with me. You know, I'm a theater director. And so I tend to see everything in the wide. Yeah, sure. And I like wide shots. I think they're beautiful. And I've been so lucky to have people in my ear going like, I know you like the wide. I know let's it's gorgeous, get this, but let's get this just to have it. Yeah, we're gonna want it. And they're right. Yeah. Well, and at the same time, I feel like there's been a nice flip too because they've they've gotten to work with theater actors and they're like, whoa. They know their lines. They know their lines. <laughs> that's shocking. Yeah, it's, um, that's nice to hear. Yeah. So it's been this awesome situation of cross-pollination yeah where i hope we can keep it up i do too and and yeah. it's yeah but i did think it was funny while watching today and i mean i watched six cents the other night and yeah just like just you can't i mean it's all we've done it's all like we've it done really is all we've for been the past few weeks yeah so it's and really great it is um so yeah go watch uh Midsommar. yeah get out there because i don't know i don't know it's gonna be out much longer in the right theaters. right and it's i mean if you watch it on your tv it's fine but the, the, the way to watch it is on a big giant screen. Yeah. Um, so now, Michael, I have a tea that has some properties for you. Um, okay. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I trust you. I'm sure it's going to be. <laughs> that's sure gonna be your fucking line. What does it do? It has well, some properties. It has some properties that, you <laughs> yeah. know, they're just. It's going to be great. Like, Why is this bear here? <laughs> it's a bear. Are, oh, no. It's like, are we going to ignore the bear? It's, it's a, a bear. bear. Okay. <laughs> Next thing. Uh, also, if you're in a shitty relationship, just just break, break up. up. Just break up. Just break up. Even if even if he or she isn't a terrible person, it's not about that. Just it, just it, break it, up. It's you. It, it don't and and for God's sake, don't go to Europe. Don't go to Europe. Don't go to Europe with them. Paula. Paula. Oh my God! Don't have a party in the fucking mine, Paula. You're the worst. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're so glad to be back. Yeah. I cannot promise you that no, we're going to be back it might, next week. It might be a few weeks. It may be a few weeks, but we will come back and uh, we'll chat with you soon. Bye. Bye. Summer. Summer.